everybody to mind the gape i'm reese and i'm jeep and today's episode is about our favorite place to get frisky the office the office baby corporate life and let me tell you it has not been kind to either of us (laughs) as people who know very little about corporate life we are very excited to spend the next 45 to 50 minutes talking about it now Before we get into corporate life and before we get into the Gabe Down, literally as soon as Reese arrived into my apartment, one of my subs like FaceTimed me on Snapchat (laughs) and he was like, oh, baby, like I'm so hard right now. I'm in my car. He's like in his car, like on his lunch break, jerking off to my face. Hot. It was so hot. And he was so sick of men jerking off to my hole. I want them to jerk off to my face. Literally jerk off to my beauty. And then he was telling me how, like, he wants me to be in charge and he wants me to push his limits to the max. And, like, I was, like, dying because Reese walks in and, like, he doesn't know Reese is in the room. Reese is dying. I'm dying. Everyone, it was unbelievable. This man was letting it rip, like, just quite literally on the phone, begging to be trained in front of everyone everybody and so we are inviting him to our party which we're going to elaborate on later in the episode and i (laughs) which you're all welcome to which you're all welcome to and i really 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 hope he comes because how fucking how funny would it be if like my boyfriend was at the party and then like seven of these men who i'm trying to fuck show up you just cuck your boyfriend by like topping seven like closeted queer subs (laughs) submarine sandwiches um and he wants reese to watch he sure does because he knows i have a take big Reese's cock. fat dick we'll see about that we'll see um because my boyfriend will be there and he would not be okay with that <laughs> um <laughs> hey. um No, guys, it was actually crazy because this man was just frantically i could hear him scurrying through the through his car like should I deep throat this? And Jeep's just like, no, too skinny. How about this? Like, I don't even know what like miscellany he it was, was like, pulling it was like, out of his fucking glove compartment. It was compartment. like a can of deodorant. Oh, like deodorant that's spray hot. Cans, and he took the can and deep throat the whole thing. The whole thing? And like, he was like, oh, like he like gagged at the end and then was like working it for a little bit. It was really, really hot. I want this guy. I'm not going to fuck this guy. I want him to suck my dick. Yeah, he's a legend. His We call him JJ and he's a legend. We do? We do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Wow. So I guess this sort of like fits into the, ta- I guess this is kind of the tail end of your spiral, which you're going to cinch on up here in the gape down am i cinching my spiral or am i still spiraling or are you just blowing it out (laughs) i'm getting blown out is the point of this gape down participle trouble nice thank you um so on to the gape down i met this guy who is visiting from miami he's originally from bogota we love we love and oh god we're calling we really do have a rich history with colombians we do we really do they they fuck they fuck they They do fuck they fuck well take notes take notes and we're calling him fernando isn't that his name it might be (laughs) um to be fair i literally don't remember so and just like it was so refreshing because we had such amazing chemistry. The sex was really great. We like he like came over, we smoked, we hooked up, 
pounded me. Like, literally, he walked into my bedroom and saw, like, the skirt that I'm wearing. I have this, like, American apparel, like, schoolgirl skirt. And he saw it, like, on my floor. And he's like, put that on right now. I was speaking of the devil. He just texted me. Um, Period. He was like, put that on right now. And I'm just like, absolutely. So I did. And then he fucked my brains out. I want to get fucked in a skirt so bad. It's really fun. It's fun because like, I get insecure about like my stomach area. And like the high waistline just completely covered it. And it also like frames my ass really well. And like, I remember he was like, I was on my side. And like, he was just lifting up the skirt and just like, pounding me like a fucking jackrabbit it was amazing are you wearing underwear in this scenario no i'm not okay so it's not like a pull to the side situation it's just like a commando under the skirt situation. it's a commando under the skirt situation and he's in charge he's the commander (laughs) love this like switch moment for you it was so fucking hot and then a few days later which this never happens like I asked if he wanted to meet me and some of my friends at this bar in the evening because he's just visiting he's with fam and he was like totally and he like came out and like met a bunch of my friends met Reese and he's really good at pool and we had a really amazing time and like our love languages match up like we were like touching and having a great time we went back to my place smoked some more and then he was like hey like I'm too tired to have sex like I don't know if that's in the cards and I was like yeah that's totally fine like I'm not trying to like do anything crazy but like if you want a blowjob like I'll suck you off and he goes well that sounds nice and so this is how I know I've been hanging out with you for too long because (laughs) I don't normally talk like this but like he fucked my throat like it was a pussy like it was truly like (laughs) what do you mean you have used the phrase thrussy arguably coined the phrase thrussy on this podcast okay thrussy is just like a universal term that everybody uses <laughs> i love the term thrussy in fact we were at uh, thanksgiving and my boyfriend was saying he was allergic to apples and his throat closes up and it took me everything in my power to not say tight thrussy <sighs> and so like i was literally laying on my back girls at home you should try this girl gaze and nays um i'm laying on my back and he is like hovering above me, sta- like face towards my feet. Mm-hmm. And just like. Like your neck hanging off the edge of the bed. And he's and just like. Kind of like my neck hanging off the edge of the bed, but mm-hmm. his like knees are on the bed. And he's just like pounding my throat. Incredible. Pounding my throat. And I'm so high and I am so focused on this cock. I am so focused on this cock. I'm like grabbing his ass and his hips and like thrusting it into my mouth. It was insane i love i had sex like that this weekend that i'm excited to talk about where like there is literally nothing on this planet but the cock going inside of you yeah it's arguably meditative yes it's a transcendental space Mm -hmm. it's a liminal space it's incredible um but note on the uh notes on camp no on the (laughs) um thrusty annihilation um I do find that dick is so much easier to suck when you're kind of coming at it upside down. Yes, yes, yes. Because it slides right down your throat easier. It does. But do you think that that's like a dick-shaped situation? Like, do you think it's that's just because most dicks tend to curve up? Yes, because I used to hook up with this married daddy who had, had a like dick, a, a slouchy dick. Had a slouchy like dick. A that was dick. When it was rock hard, it would curve downwards. And so it would just... just Woohoo! Like dive right into my throat. Um, <laughs> it was lit. It was honestly lit. That's kind of nice because that's what I've all. I always want to be like 
we know the bottom emoji just like on my knees wide-eyed like mouth open dick sliding down but you need like a you need like one of those fat kind of squishy hanging cocks for that like men who get so hard that their dick points up preferred for anal but for sucking it just mm, it's difficult because i do also want to be like "Mm, uh," you know what i mean like looking up and all that hot shit but it's like hard when like the dick is like like forcing itself up it's it's and i just refuse to believe that i look attractive like laying on my back with my head hanging off a bed i refuse to believe i look attractive doing that i refuse to really don't i don't maybe now that i have like a nice chest it looks okay but even then i'm like not convinced but i felt it i felt the fantasy because like i was still wearing like my cute little black dress while he was throat fucking me Mm, mm. and like he was sucking me while he was throat fucking me period and it was oh so incredible and then afterwards we like hung out on my couch for like two hours just like chatting talking about miami talking about bogota like it was just like so wonderful that sounds so nice i love it's so important and i think this is this is something i'm actually kind of grappling with as i delve deeper into this um this open relationship is like Sex is more gratifying when it's with somebody who you can, you know, bust a chill with afterward, right? Yes. Like, it's awful. Like, we don't need to delve into this, but it's just awful, like, hooking up with somebody and then the second someone comes, like, hear the zipper going up and, like, they're already out the door, you know? It's, it's no like, fun. It's no fun. It soils the whole thing. Like, it actually doesn't even matter how good the sex is. It's like, if there's no sort of postcoital interaction or everything goes cold after orgasm it it just it sours the whole thing but at the same time there's kind of this delicate balance at least for me where like because i have so much to give emotionally i don't want to find myself in these positions where i'm like hanging out with somebody like i mean i want to be friends with the people i'm having sex with and i want to have substantive relationships with them but i don't want to be i don't know a i guess like leading people on um but b also like confusing sort of my own clarity as to like what my like emotional about my own emotional Mm -hmm. priorities you know yes I mean and I haven't had that problem and I don't really foresee that problem necessarily it's just sort of like it's interesting how when you start having an open relationship it also sort of demands that you accept there's a lot of moral ambiguity about what you do and who you do and what you do with them. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thought for the day. <laughs> Jeep's like, uh-huh. Can we go back to talking about cock, please? No, it's funny that you say that because while you were talking, I was thinking about cock. <laughs> I was thinking. It's, it's funny because I can only think about cock. It's all I've got on the brain. I, I don't know what's going on with me. I need a hobby again. <laughs> I need, we need gainful employment. We need gainful employment. We need an office. We need an office. We, we are looking. Office. If you have a really cheap studio space that we can call an office, we are maybe interested we're horny and looking we're horny and looking um Um, but speaking of only having cock on the mind i was in chicago for thanksgiving mm -hmm. and i had sex with two incredible dom tops back to back and um 
it really was amazing because the first guy I fucked, we actually had a really good conversation about this afterward. He starts fucking me and he's immediately being like, I'm going to beat your pussy up, faggot. Yeah, you're like touching a little boy clit. Like, no, like, like really, like love, like love, like had the mouth of a fucking sailor on Adderall, but like literally did not once ask, like, is it okay if I say like, like really horrendous things about raping you and use derogatory language. And like, obviously I was so into it, but like, you should ask, you should ask. And we talked about it afterward. He was like, cause I guess like his, he sort of admitted that his approach has always sort of been like lean into it a little bit. And without any signs of like, objection or objection. Yeah. Like just then go full throttle. But he had, we talked about, cause like I kind of do the same thing and I'm not saying it's okay, but like I have a very dirty mouth and I'm extremely verbal when I fuck and it does not land with everybody. Mm-hmm. It really does not land. And it's so, it was really interesting hooking up with somebody who I felt was like, he was incredibly bright. He's like an academic at like Northwestern, like clearly like, you know, really at like the cutting edge of his field was just like so obviously brilliant. Mm-hmm. And like... It was just funny talking to somebody who's like clearly really, really bright and like works on like queer health and works with queer populations. So like thinks about these things a lot in some capacity and was still just like, yeah, I do that. And then I like feel bad or like I have to backtrack and like, I don't know. It's, it was just really nice, like connecting with somebody on that. And also like, that is nice because it was like, yeah, like I do this and I'm problematic for doing it, but I'm glad there's other people doing it. And we both like, do feel guilty about it or like try to figure it out, you know, or like mm-hmm. want to, cause it is like, whatever people are going to get mad at me for saying this, but it's not always hot to ask for consent. Like it's not always hot. <laughs> oh my God. We had like a chat before we started filming <laughs> about like, let's like keep the editing to minimal today. Let's not make, too I mean, many racy li- no, I mean literally asking, right? Like, Cause there are so many ways to quote ask, right? Like you could like, there's body language. There's people being obviously receptive. Like I think can consent can be very obviously construed without you having to say, yes, this is okay. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. your body language, your enthusiasm, like those are all like things that like any like decently emotionally intelligent person can read and surmise that you are consenting from. Are we expecting men to be decently emotionally intelligent? I mean, I'm expecting the men I fuck to be decently emotionally intelligent. That's fair. I mean, like, I feel like we all come into to interaction with men that don't have the emotional capacity to read these details. That's definitely true. That definitely happens all the time. And I think it's important that we, like, normalize making consent sexy, which is, like, it's, it's a gay and, like, cliche thing to say. I totally get so it. So gay. It's so, so gay. gay. To be like, consent is sexy. Like, shut the fuck up. Like... Consent, we shouldn't like, I don't know. I think we should normalize it and make it part of the foreplay. I guess the catch 22 is like a lot of like, yeah, the way I have like integrated asking for consent within to that is still within using like dirty language. Yeah. Like, you know, being like, oh, you like when daddy touches your pussy like that? Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe your issue is with me calling me myself daddy. You know what I mean? Like maybe your issue is with like language itself rather than like the question like rather rather than the action being done you know what I mean yeah and so I think when it comes to that it's like really hard to establish a way of asking for consent that doesn't like force you to like break character and kind of like 
time out and yeah. be like, okay, like just to be like, are you good with this? And like, yes, in 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 good faith and like realistically, you should do that always. But it doesn't always happen that way. It's so complicated. It's such a complicated dance. It really is. Yeah, especially because I think like at least like with being with verbal stuff, it's like. Someone might not like it or it might like make them kind of uncomfortable, but you're not like physically violating them. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really hard to like, because at that point it really just becomes like a conflict of like compatibility and desire rather than a question of like, your like physical boundaries and comfort. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I think it can be harder to navigate, but that was like an interesting experience. But the real thing I want to note is everyone needs to get on Twitter and look up Justin Brody because this man's fucked the shit out of me this weekend (laughs) we are not censoring his name because he's literally a porn star he does this for a living yeah um i've had a big fat sex crush on him for years i think he's one of the hottest men i've ever laid eyes on and it was amazing like i just literally entered this in chicago right yeah this was in chicago i just like entered a fugue state where all that was coming out of me were just like these soft whimpers eyes completely rolled into the back of my head like just nothing but like me getting fucked quietly sobbing in ecstasy oh i want that i want like three hours too like i love a man my favorite message is i like long sessions Favorite message. Favorite message. Favorite message. Like, literally, yes. Like, do not waste my time for 20 fucking minutes. Like, mm-hmm. if I, I mean, granted, like, come in, like, I think an hour of, like, continuous sex is really, like, probably my limit. After yeah, that, realistically I, Realistically, like, my limit. I need, like, I could go again, but I need a, a break. break. But that was the best thing about him. He just wanted to, like, take breaks, chill, talk, smoke weed, get to know one another, fuck more. Like, it's just like, it was like exactly what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And there was like no pretense of like, and the, that was the other thing that was great. I hate when you do that with men and then they immediately think you're in love with them. You know? Oh like, my God. Like, Don't get me fucking started. We, we've, I, we've gone down this road. We're not going down it again today. But like, I hate when men do that. And he was not doing that. He was like, Thank we're God. here to fucking chill. We vibe. We like each other. I think we genuinely would both agree that we enjoy each other's company. He has like texted me since, you know, like we've established a rapport, mm-hmm. but there's no sort of like, you know, that's why I'm, he doesn't I'm, have an ego. Like that yeah. was what was the best thing is like you fuck like a God and you have like the humility of a fucking saint. Like it's incredible. I think it also helps being like, like, like establishing like, Hey, like I'm in an open relationship, so I'm not looking to like fall in love with you I'm just looking to be used like a toy yeah that's another thing I'm struggling with is like when do you drop that bomb because like you always run the risk of somebody not liking it he didn't care I let him know like right off the bat with the other guy he was clearly like into me so I kind of had to like be like I'm seeing somebody but Mm -hmm. um I did say that to someone and it made them like super uncomfortable and he was like if you were mine like I wouldn't share you like I wouldn't let that happen I'm just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up. That's so not f- hot to me. That's not hot. And also it's like, I'm not being shared. Like, I'm not like your like favorite pair of jeans. Like this isn't the sisterhood of the, the traveling, traveling Jeep hole. Like whatever, <laughs> like go fuck yourself. Like I'm a person who has desires that I'm acting on. Like this is about my agency and like my Literally. liberty. Like, this is not about my partner and what they decide to let me do. Like go, go fuck yourself. Go like, fuck yourself. Um, I do. Do you think it's important to let them know though before you guys fuck? 
Oh, oh, I let, I let, let them know. I, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> you um, want to rewind that? Know that I have an open relationship before I fuck. Yeah. Um, it's funny because Fernando, I forgot to tell him. Well, he didn't look at my pro. It says on all my dating profiles that I'm See, in an open relationship. Yeah, this is something I run into too because, like, it's on. Like, basically, I'm finding these men more or less on grinder at this point. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I haven't used. I've maybe, like, Ta- like blindly not blindly but like been swiping absent-mindedly through other apps but i've n- since meeting the nurse i haven't acted on anything outside of grinder and so on grinder it says i'm dating somebody um and i suppose now i can finally change it to inner relationship because Yay. the nurse will finally call me his boyfriend yay um, very yay big yay much yay um Sorry, I sound like one of those Doge memes. I'll stop. It does. Yeah. Cringe. <laughs> cringe. Embrace the cringe inside you. Stop. Never. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm like, you're just not reading. Like, it does say that I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess we shouldn't be expecting people to be like scrupulous readers on an app designed for finding whole. But please read. Please read. Please fucking read. And like <laughs> one thing that I, I'm thinking about, speaking of reading and adding to the profile, like I don't want to explicitly say that I wear a wig, but like I have to inform them before we have sex or at least say, don't pull my hair. Oh, speaking of which, tell us about when you got scalped. Yeah. So basically <laughs> recently, and I have been dreading this. Jeep got full Last of the Mohicans tease. It was like, like it was... So this, it was right after I had that failed three-way with those guys who told me their dad died. (laughs) And I came home. My friend was visiting. She was on the couch. And I immediately invited a guy over from field. So cute. All American. Boy next door. Blue hair. Blue hair. Wow. Red. (laughs) What's the color? Blonde hair. Blue eyes. Blonde hair. Blue eyes. Blue, red, and white hair <laughs> lawyer he looked like he was like like a 22 year old twunk he was so fucking hot and came over we like bounced around had a nice time took a shot and we went to my bedroom and we were making out and he's like i'm sorry i'm just too drunk and i was like what are you fucking kidding me like i'm getting cock blocked again and then all of a sudden he like got hard and was like let's do this and so then we were fucking and it was going really well we had good chemistry and all of a sudden we're in doggy and he decides to pull my hair. <gasps> no. And I feel it happening too. Cause I feel him scoop the hair up from my back. And in my head I go, Oh no. And I can't like, just like reach to grab my wig fast enough. And he just yanks it off. <laughs> oh, no. Wig cap and all. And he freaks out. I, have been dreading this day for so long and I knew it was coming and I just thought it was funny at that point. I was like, it's a wig. (laughs) And he goes, well, I know now. And I'm like, no. And he goes, put it back on. And I'm like, I'm trying. (laughs) Give it back to me. Give me that, please. Please. Seriously. And I'm like adjusting it and like, it was, oh God, it was so bad. I love how he had the gall to freak out when you're like, I'm sorry. I'm freaking out right now. I'm freaking out. I was just like, it's gone. It's gone. And then literally hours later after he left, he unmatched me on field. I mean, 
I think we could have seen that coming. I guess we could have seen that coming. Not like, not that it has anything to do with you, but like, I'm sorry, a man who can't put together that like you're wearing a wig is like, once he finds out, is like gonna lose it. I mean, to be fair, it's a good wig. It's a good wig. It's not a question about the quality of the wig. It's more just like about like his ignorance about transness. Well, not every trans woman is wearing a wig. That's true, but like... But I will say this, like... I feel like if I were ever to like interact with a trans woman in a sexual capacity like I would literally like the first thing I would ask would be like can I pull your hair yeah and then they would say no probably yeah or I feel like maybe if it's real they would say yes but it was real they would say yes yeah but like here I am without (laughs) real hair (laughs) I'm growing my hair out but it's a slow journey as we all know but speaking of wearing my hair out and wearing the wig and getting scalped I went to my boyfriend's Thanksgiving Met his familia. They was are, that supposed to be Italian? Yes, for okay. my Catholic boyfriend's white Connecticut family. They are so like painfully normy, basic, and white. It's just like it was. It was ghastly, honestly. Ghastly the Pokemon. Don't look at me like that. Ghastly the Pokemon, not like the. I made a joke that you didn't get. <laughs> I know you're not a gamer only gamers get it oh god we need to do an episode on gamers we need to do an episode on gamers we should bring on a gamer and interview them that would be hot an incel and in- <laughs> would you guys like us to interview an incel I think we'd be that'd be a fun interview let's interview an incel 100% writing that down okay should we finally jump into our theme let's jump into the theme baby welcome to the office you're our new hires and we're gonna let you know today we're gonna do some onboarding that's the word i was looking for we're gonna do some onboarding and teach you all about sexual harassment onboard you onto my cock onto my cock daddy i'm your boss and you're my sexy secretary yummy yummy now let's kick it off with office sex i love office sex i think there's nothing like it the air is crisp and air conditioned what is it about office air what is it about office air it tastes good it's that it's that corporate budget for air conditioning it's that corporate of air conditioning it's the fluorescent lighting you see it all i think the fluorescent lighting is actually the number one thing i hate about Being office, office sex. yeah first of all it it's gonna make everybody's receding hairlines Super visible. Super visible. Super visible. So vis. So vis. (laughs) But also, like, I don't know. Like, I think this kind of actually goes back to what I was talking about before, where, like, there are exceptions to every rule. Like, there are some sex where, like, it's a quickie and, like, you know, it ends and immediately there's, like, you zip your pants up and it's over and, like, hush, hush and, like, everybody parts ways and, like, it's hot, right? Office sex is, like, a pretty good example of, like, when that happens and it can be hot. Yeah. But I don't always love it. Like, when I was visiting my family in Pittsburgh back when they lived there, I was talking to this, like, huge sexy daddy with a big fat dick who worked in some building downtown, like, in, Mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever, some office on the umpteenth floor invites me over. And like, it was just like, we'd have been, ha- we'd had such a long rapport and been talking for so long. And we're like sexting about like fucking in the office. And then like, I came to the office and he had like a big ass fucking office, like Love. all to himself, right? Love. Hot, super hot. I like uh, get like, whatever, like, but like I get into the office and like, 
we start fucking and he's just like so concerned with being quiet to the point that I was like, this isn't even like Fun. functional. No, like, I get that. I hate that. Because it wasn't even like me making noise and him like shushing me or like covering my mouth, which would be hot. It was like him worried about like the sounds of his like ball slapping against me or whatever. I'm like, you just like, why are like, if you can't like lean into it, like don't do it. Don't do it. And so then he like took me to some, fu- he like suck me out onto some floor where there was like construction essentially. So nobody was on the floor and we like fucked down there and like, whatever it was hot. I got his nut. We parted ways, but it was just like, like he hit me up and I like, didn't want to repeat it. Cause I was like, this was, there was just so much hullabaloo. Like, I'm just like, I, if I'm coming to your office to get fucked, I want to get the fantasy in your office. Yes. Yes, I want the fucking fantasy. I want you to hire me afterwards. Ooh. Did I ever tell you about, um, we didn't write this one down. Did I ever tell you about the time I was role playing with this guy as I was role playing for an internship interview? No. I went to Chelsea to this gallery in Chelsea and I like printed out my resume. I was like 19 and I was, this guy was like a super hot older dad. Oh my God. Like a Italy. bygone twink era. And I like, sat down in his office and I like gave him my resume and we had a full fledged interview. Wait, full fledged interview. So hot. And at the very end of the interview, he was like, would you like to see the back room and I can show you where your office will be and like where we keep all the work. And I was like, I would love that. And then we go into the back room and then he like slowly starts touching me. He's like, you know, this table is like from like the 1950s. It's worth like $50,000 or something. And I was like, yes. And he's like, I want you to get on that table and strip for me. Yes. I know that. I know that. Yes. yes. I actually knew that. <laughs> and we fucked on that table. It was so, so incredible. That's like, actually, that borders on like too elaborate. Like 19 year old twink me would have walked out of that. I mean, like, I just had amazing sex and I got a job. And like, I got a job. I would have been convinced I was employed at this like bourgeois gallery in Chelsea like oh god it was so incredible I that's him. so nice I think like that's actually the only office the one I just recounted is the only office sex I've ever had that being said I've had a lot of sex in office stairwells so have I which counts d- does it if that counts and I've had tons me and my first boyfriend used to serially because like we were 18 and dumb and we went to different colleges like our way of getting together would we just would be like sometimes he'd visit me sometimes I'd visit him but sometimes we'd also just like meet in the middle or like meet in a different city altogether and just like have a weekend and like explore the city and just be together and whatever and it was cute it was romantic but I remember there was one weekend where we were in New York and whatever New York's obviously super expensive and so we were both just like staying with friends but like we would then like meet up and spend the whole day together. But so in order to have sex, we just like were serially sneaking into these like different office buildings with lax security and like fucking in the stairwells, full on breeding in the stairwells. And I remember it culminated in one time we were fucking way high up in the stairwell and I fucked my boyfriend, bred him. And I'm like halfway down a flight of stairs before I realize he's like not following me back. And I'm like, Jay, like that's not, his name that's his close name. enough whatever um like go up and i'm like where are you and i get back up and he's literally like full squat taking a huge ass full-on shit in the stairwell 
like he thought it was just like my cum coming out and it was a full on turd. Oh my <laughs> literal God. Like imagine. So arrestable. Imagine being in that office building and being like, mm, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to take the stairs down. And then you just see a human turd in the stairs. Um, like, it was literally like the 40th floor like it was so high up like oh my no one's gonna see it no it's probably still there it's probably still there if we're being honest oh my god wait i really really love that i speaking of the 40th floor i had sex in the empire state building in one of the offices there hot this guy like texted me and like invited me over to his office he was in his boss's office not even his own office boffice his boffice and that sounds hot boffice that sounds kinky and then Christian Boffus. I was like blowing him under the desk while there were like people like coming and like w- like still around the office like walking by and around. Oh, that's so hot. And then we end up like once everyone kind of cleared out, we went to the bathroom and like we were just in the bathroom and then he we finished in there. He fucked me in the stall. <clears throat> and then I got on my knees and he came on me and then I came eating his ass. I am a huge fan of bathroom stall sex. Huge fan of it. Huge, huge, huge fan. Huge fucking fan of it. Had the so toilet much of it. is actually like the perfect little Height sex object to put your leg up on. Yeah, to put your leg up on, or if you do the thing where you get both of your knees on the toilet. Dangerous, treacherous, precarious. and then you have yeah, you have your ass resting on your heels, right? And so your heels are gently pushing your cheeks apart. And it's like the perfect height for whoever your partner is to just like come down, like squat a little bit and just rail you until you prolapse. Wow. I've fuck you. I've never, <laughs> I've never thought of doing that. It that really seems works. Like, I, I, knowing me and my clumsy ass, I would go whoop and plop into the water. Okay. True. But it's also great for bathroom stall sex because then the only pair of feet they're seeing is one is one. And it Ladies, just looks like they're are you just listening? weirdly rocking back and forth while peeing. He's having a good time pissing and it's a long piss. I can't hear the stream, but, but I, hear I know the he's dream. in there. <laughs> is that, that is the dream. Um, the office, the office, like the show, the show, Great show. Great show. We've we've seen it on reruns. It's the moment. It's the vibe. It's not for everybody. Who would we fuck? Who would we fuck? I don't know if I would have sex with Jim. Oh, I absolutely would. I I get the sense that he doesn't really know what he's doing in the bedroom, but he's probably like stupid hung for no reason. Like the um the dad from inside out. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Now you do. Um, and if you don't know, Google it. Um, <laughs> but who else would I... I feel like... I mean, that's it. Like, that's who else it. Is, who else is even an option? Ryan? Ryan. I would fuck Ryan. Maybe. Ryan's giving demon twink. <gasps> you know who I would fuck? Michael Scott's boss, David. <gasps> with the glasses yeah 100% kind of giving hot daddy kind of giving hot daddy Is he looks like he would dirty talk me and it would give it give it to me oh definitely he looks like he would fire you while he's inside you and I really like that energy. same I that's love what I that. want I want all kinds of trauma is Michael Scott queer quoted queer quoted queer quoted queer coded honestly a little bit 
Like, yeah, but like my issue with that is it's like he's so fucking obnoxious. I like don't want him to be a queer person. No, but like he's so fucking obnoxious that he could be a queer person. T. That's the thing. T. That is the thing. (laughs) And like another fun little tidbit about The Office is that like I discovered it was like the first time I discovered my transness was like it was 2 a.m. I was watching the office and it was that scene where Pam gives birth spoiler alert she gets pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and I won't tell you with whose baby though um but we did just ruin one of the biggest climaxes of 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 the show whatever um (laughs) you've all seen it and theoretically theoretically and I was on the the couch watching it and I was like wow I can't wait to get pregnant I can't wait to give birth like I can't wait to like have my body change and like do all these things and then it cut to commercial and then I started hysterically sobbing and I was like why am I crying and I was crying because I realized I didn't have a uterus and that it was impossible for me to have a baby and I was like what the fuck like why is why why am I so upset about this and that's kind of when I was like maybe I'm trans and then bing bada boom here I am now not the office being revelatory (laughs) revelatory baby revelatory in a way it kind of is that's so interesting I wonder like how often people come to terms with like their gender or sexuality through just like banal moments not even banal moments, but like specifically like TV. Interesting. Or like a sitcom. I mean, when I was, wa- after that, I watched um, Laverne Cox's documentary on trans youth. Mm-hmm. And great documentary. Great documentary. And I, there was like one thing that a lot of the kids were talking about was that like they knew they were trans since they were toddlers. And like, so did I. Like, I knew I was a woman as a toddler. Like, I knew it in my soul. I knew it in my pussy that I was a toddler. (laughs) I mean, that I was a girl. (laughs) I knew it in my pussy that I was a child. (laughs) Wow. I'm really, like, swinging today. (laughs) Swinging a miss. You're You're batting, like, 300. You're fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine, ladies. I've only had one espresso. Um, but cause I'm going to have another espresso later. I'm going on a date with a sub. Shut up. <laughs> and I'm going to like, see if he's worth me doming him. He's been calling me mistress. We exchanged Snapchats. I'm excited. You were oh. saying something about gender. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did we lose that train of thought? Basically like I knew I was, I knew I was trans since I was a child. I knew I was a woman and it wasn't until I found out like my real butch name that I was like, shit, I think I'm a boy and I think that's different. Mm-hmm. But not anymore, sis. 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 <laughs> not anymore, sis. Not anymore, sis. Um, I do think that's interesting because I think like representation in media is kind of hodgepodge mm-hmm. neoliberal identity politics bullshit, right? Yes. Like I'm like you putting like a queer coded character on screen, which is frankly more often played by a cis hat than anything else um, does little to whatever change the material conditions of queer people who absolutely you know, are disproportionately affected by violence, poverty, etc. But I do think the argument for representation a la like Laverne Cox's documentary is like, it gives you a language for like understanding what you're experiencing because I think so many people come to their queerness 
late, not just because it's like a difficult thing to figure out and a difficult thing to accept in its own right, but because Mm -hmm. you literally don't have a way of talking about it. Mm -hmm. You don't know what this like dysphoria or this discomfort is. And then suddenly you see it in media or popular culture or in your, you know, in your real life in some sort of capacity. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, ah, and you have this like Eureka moment. Eureka the drag queen. You're, you're oh, you don't watch Drag Race. I you don't, don't. I'm sorry. Fuck. That's wasted on you. God damn it. We should do an episode called Eurecum. Eurecum, where we just talk about the fresh ideas we're getting. We aren't. We aren't? <laughs> <laughs> Our ideas are stale. So Reese wants to know if I would shove a stapler up my ass. It was the only thing left in existence available to shove up my ass. <laughs> I wrote this when I was so high. And we can expand to like, let's actually, what office supplies would you shove up your ass? <clears throat> like, what's like the best office supply for like... For office foreplay. Yeah, or just like having an anal <sighs> orgasm. Oh my God, like post-it notes over your nipples like pasties. That's hot. That's so That's hot. not really going up your ass, but I like that. No. Um, I was thinking one of those like plus size sharpies i used to eat when i was younger and i didn't have access to dildos or toys i used an extra thick sharpie and to fuck myself with oh my god or you could like get those stackable expo markers and see how many you can get up your butt and then it breaks and they're lost up there and you die and you die of probably ink poisoning or something. Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. What a way to go. Literally, the ER is just swarming with people who've had shit stuffed through their asshole. It's actually true. I once like had a friend who worked in an ER, and they said truly one of the most common things they see is like someone shoves something up their ass and it gets stuck. I matched with an ER doctor on Bumble, and I said, what's the craziest thing you've pulled out of somebody's ass? And they unmatched me. Oh, come on. Come on. You know what? Honestly, if you can't handle that question, you certainly can't handle it. Oh, my God. In college, someone told me, I actually don't know if this was a joke, but I kind of believe it wasn't. Someone who worked at the Penn Hospital told me the craziest thing they ever saw come out of someone's ass was a guinea pig. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) That poor, poor animal. That poor poor animal ladies and gentlemen we do not condone you shoving living things up your ass we don't unless it's a a faggot oh a faggot (laughs) 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 unless it's like a person (laughs) who's like wants to be there a consensual person consensual yeah consent circling back to consent but we want to talk about being queer in the office. I have a lot of unfortunate experience about being queer in the office. Um, I don't because I've basically never worked in an office in my entire life. In fact, the only time I did work in an office, I was doing research at a nonprofit focused on queer rights advancement. So everyone was a lesbian. Um, if anything, I was getting hate crime for being like, this is male gay. Yeah, like, <clears throat> yeah, like, I, my first job out of school... I was working at this big fashion production company. All the higher-ups were cis white men. The only women were the women on my team. It was, like, miserable. And, like, I'd have my nails done, and people would give me, like, weird looks. Like, this was when I wasn't really presenting as a woman. I was still presenting as a man. And, like, I remember I got called into the VP of marketing's office one day with my manager, and literally he was like, you sexually harassed one of our clients' employees. And I'm like, what? 
in what world did I do that? In what world? In what world? And then he like told me what happened or like what he heard through the grapevine. Yikes. And HR was baffled. My manager was baffled. I started crying because I was like, that's literally not what happened. There are security tapes. There has to be footage of this. You should have done an investigation. Like, because I didn't do this. And it was completely proven that I didn't do anything that that person was claiming I did. Like, it was on the security footage that, like, I wasn't even physically close to that person. I was, like, yards away talking to them. And it was on the security camera footage that I literally just said, hi, how are you? Welcome to New York. Here are some restaurants you should try out. Bye. (laughs) That was the whole interaction. Jesus Christ. And he claimed that I was, like, touching him inappropriately and claimed that I was, like, asking him on a date. You would think someone who works at a fashion production company would just be like a little more queer friendly. A little more. And just then a bit. after that happened, they were trying to push me out because they found that me being queer in front of clients was a liability. Oh God. And it was miserable and humiliating. And it sucked because like I had such a good relationship with all of our clients, such a good relationship that one of the clients put me in the commercial with Adrian <laughs> Lima. It was hot. That's hot. Do you have do you have a link to that? I do somewhere. I have to find it. Yeah, Let's I do. Find that. Let's find that link. Um, I have a line too. It's fun. I have like way more screen time than like any of the models did. They were floored. Um, Incredible. But so being queer in an office is kind of precarious. You never know what's going to happen. It's yeah. I do find. I think that's one of the things that makes my job search so difficult. Is like I am. I need to be like so abundantly sure that the space I'm working in is like, if not like actively working on queer rights and queer issues, then like is extraordinarily queer friendly. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I need to see queer people like in my interview process and like yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Yeah. And like, I'm finally like interviewing as a woman now period and like it's been going really well and like I'm excited to start this new journey as like a trans woman in the office and let us take this moment to remind all of our lovely listeners that Jeep and I are looking for jobs yeah so so hire us (laughs) if you have a queer friendly office and you pay extraordinarily well we're here extraordinarily well extraordinarily well extraordinarily well (laughs) but we're throwing a glorified office hoes and CEOs party. It's called a cock market crash. Um, it will be at, do I drop my address? Don't drop your address. Okay. It'll be at my house. If you have my contact information, you can reach out to me to get my address. It'll be on December 4th around 9 p.m. Um, full corporate professional dress is required. required. Mandatory. Mandatory for entry. You're allowed to make it hot. You should... Um, feel encouraged to be inspired by your favorite stock market crash throughout history. I'm still debating if I'm going 2000s.com boom or getting a bunch of tool and going 1880s, mm-hmm. um, 1870s. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, feel inspired, but do abide the dress code and reach out to us for details. And on the, Oh wait, should we talk? No, about we would bosses? be remiss to not end this episode without talking about girl bosses. You're right. Girl bosses might be my bus. E. Um, Girl bossing. Girl bossing. Girl bossing is so important to me because I want to be a girl boss. Hate. I want to be like that girl CEO on Pinterest. I like long to be basic is what I'm saying. Girl bossing is just like costuming as a rich white man. 
I guess. Is it? I mean, isn't that like the whole issue with girl bosses is like they're still just as problematic evil as and evil as like the, per- the man. Like, per- yeah, and perpetuating of like horrible inequality as like white men. You know what? Yes, I would agree on that. Now that you say that, I never really <laughs> thought of it like that. <laughs> I think when you're trans, it's different. You yeah, know, when that, you're trans, it's different. It is. It, by, I mean, by default, it's different, right? Because, like, there's no way. Because Sheenus has girl boss tees. Sheenus does have girl boss tees. And we like, love to see a Sheenus winning. We love to see a Sheenus winning. And literally, like, I was so fucking close to saying Sheenus unironically to somebody while sexting. I should have just done should. it. I think I should. Should we just replace the word girl boss with Sheenus? Yes. Done. Done. And on that note, to all of our lovely Sheenuses listening out there, this has been Mind the Gate. I'm Reese. And I'm Jeep. Toodles. Mwah.